Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for tonight's edition of True Grit Podcast. I'm former IMCA Modified National Champion Shane Davis, and I got my sidekick, my World of Outlaws wing sprint car buddy, Pat Moore. Pat, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, buddy. Yeah. It's nice to be here. The sun's shining. Uh, we got some racing in this weekend, so everything is looking great. You know, it was kind of surprising. We had a lot of rain this past weekend, and uh, when we talk about rain, my gosh, Donaldson rained out. Uh, we had Columbus Junction rained out, but Davenport got it in. Yeah. Now, we had a little character in the racetrack. I'm okay with that, and uh, we had some close racing. In fact, let me talk about that real quick here. We'll look down Davenport Speedway. Uh, Matt Ryan's leading the feature on lap 21, 22. Justin Kai comes by, three laps to go, zips by on the bottom, picks up the win. Uh, Matt Ryan rolled home second. Nice finish for him. IMCA modified Mitchell Morris in that brand-new uh, Harris uh, car picked up his first win of 2021. Looked fast, too. He led lap 2 to 20. Then uh, when we get to the street stock, it was uh, really a five-car gaggle on that last lap. And finally, when they come out of four, I didn't know who was going to come out of the pack. They were moving through lap traffic. And uh, Jesse Owen picked off the win. Brandon Setzer came home second. Nick Hickson third. Jeff Struck fourth. Tony Vondreski fifth. And Sport Mods. 41 cars. We had 134 cars in the pits there. How about that? I mean, that is, is that absolutely amazing. Just crazy. So uh, 41 uh, sport mods, and Ryan Walker passed for the win. Pulled a White Castle slider on that white well, checkered flag lap, actually. And Adam Burke came all the way from Missouri, was leading it, and had about another 100 feet to go, and he did the backup shuffle and ended up second. <laughs> Oh, that's, you know, the last one's the only one that counts. That's what they say, That's right, right man. That's Check the only the one that pays. Lap. You've so been there before, haven't oh, you? Oh, unfortunately, on both sides. Yeah. On both sides. So, a uh, little racing we'll cover coming up this week. We got uh, we got the Rock Island County Fair up that's the right. East Moline Speedway. Wednesday. If you want to go watch some racing up there. And we have uh, West Liberty Raceway as the Muscatine County Fair. We'll be out there uh, with 1,000 win late models, that's modifieds. Right. And uh, I believe we're going to be running the four-cylinder stock cars up there. Yeah. And, Pat, you and I will be up in West Liberty. That's right. I'll be up there. And, unfortunately, whoever did the scheduling, the sprints are actually running at East Moline Speedway. Yeah. Um, there for the fair on that same night. But, yes, I'll be with you up in West Liberty. Looking forward to it. All right. So, I think uh, let me take a look here. Uh, what do we got coming up? Uh, in July, July 27th, uh, we're going to have the Mars race. That's coming up next Tuesday at Davenport Speedway. And then coming up August 13th, we're going to have the Ronnie Weed Memorial, and then we're going to wrap that up. World Outlaw Race is August 26th, 27th, 28th. Tickets are on sale right now, worldoutlaws.com. And for camping info, call the Mississippi Valley Fair at 326-5338. How about that? You know, I've been talking to some uh, a bunch of guys about being guests while they're on our show, while right. they're in town. So should be a pretty decent field of cars on uh, a week from tomorrow here at Davenport. I know a lot of guys are running out at, at um, in Nebraska at the I-80 Nationals right now, and they're going to be on their way back or on their way through uh, to run Fairbury. So right. it should be, uh, should be a great field of cars. Good news. What well, do we got going on on the national on scene? On the national scene, the world of outlaws. Actually, I'm going to start with Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil, nothing but rain. Actually, uh, they, they have gotten rained bad. out. I knew it was a lot. What's but going I on? Had, uh, you know, it's just bad luck, man. It's They r rained out six races in a row. Can you believe that? Man. They've been two whole weekends. I wouldn't even bet on that. Whew. And nine of 11 got canceled because of rain. They finally got one in last night in uh, it, at Lucas Oil Speedway. Jonathan Davenport brought home the victory. First race in like two and a half weeks for those guys. All right. And, you know, living on the road, that's man, that's harsh. Yeah. That's harsh. That makes a, 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 any day seem long. Sure. But the World of Outlaws were able to get races in. Uh, a lot of them, as a matter okay. of fact. Frank Kekanas Jr., uh, he won a $10,000 to win race Saturday night uh, in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Dennis Herb Jr. won another one this year. He's been on absolute wow. tear. The one-man band running the high side. Yeah, Dennis Herb Jr. running the high side. That's scary. Uh, Jimmy Mars running the bottom. Yeah, yeah who would have figured that? And uh, Dennis Herb Jr. brought it home t for the $10,000 win. And then uh, last night in uh, Menomee, Wisconsin, Brandon Shepard brought it home. All right, maybe and, he's starting uh, to get things clicking. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, it was a great race with he and Kate Dillard. Um, All right, great to see that on the uh, the Dirt Nationals uh, Super Tour, the Hell Tour. Uh, Bobby Pierce has been been kicking butt and taking names. Yep. Um, he won on Wednesday in Indy. Ashton Winger then won on on Thursday and on Saturday. Pierce ran second, and I just saw 
that uh, Bobby is actually going to, he's leading the points for that tour. All right. And he's not going to run the rest of the stuff, and he's going to finish off that tour and, and shoot for the championships. Yeah, so they're the going to be down tour. in Kentucky right. this Good for weekend. you, Bobby. So, yeah. Yeah, we're hopefully we'll have him on the show one of these days soon when the schedule works out. And uh, can't, can't wait for that. Yeah. On the sprint car side of things, it was five straight days of racing at Eldora between raindrops. $175,000 to win. They ran last year's and this year's Kings Royal. Uh, First-time winner, uh, the uh, Sunshine, Tyler Courtney, won his, his biggest race of his career, 175 grand. What was supposed to be the Friday show, they ended up running it during the day on All Saturday. Right. Biggest win of his career in the Clawson Marshall car. Okay. And then a guy that you may have heard of, maybe not, Kyle Larson, some this some young kid from California. Guy. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him. You know, he's I think he's got some potential. I don't know if he's actually going to mount to anything yeah. or not. But yeah, you know, they're trying him out in the cup and yeah. World Outlaws you know, and you know some dirt racing. He may or may not have some skill. We're still kind of on the fence of undecided. But <laughs> he actually convinced Mr. Hendricks to uh, to skip qualifying, stay at Eldora, skip uh, NASCAR qualifying, stay at Eldora. He crashed the car during the first race on Saturday, the sprint car. Got it okay. upside down. They didn't have a backup car. They completely tore it apart, fixed it. He had a, a poor qualifying in the second race. They ran a second race this year's Kings Royal, another $175,000 win. He started ninth, came from ninth, and won. Wow. How about that? I mean, you know Then what? jumped on a plane and flew and ran the NASCAR race yesterday. Yeah, you know what? What the heck? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say. Hey, I did get an email from a uh, listener this week, and they said, former track announcer at West Liberty passed away, and I hope I'm uh, uh, saying his name correctly. It's Denny Wachs, W-A-C-H-S. And so uh, thoughts and prayers going out to the family and friends of Denny Wachs, former track announcer at West Liberty. And then, Wookie, we got a picture of three guys who were up at Dubuque last night before we get to our guest tonight. Look at those three guys. Man, that should have been one of our questions for a door prize. Uh, we have got Ed Sanger on the left, the number 95. We've got Gary Webb, the legend, right in the middle. He was on our show a couple of weeks ago. And then Kurt Hansen on the right-hand side. They are all three members of the National Dirt Racing Hall of Fame for late models. They are also uh, combined over, I think it was 1,500 feature wins that between is the three of them. I mean, is that crazy? That is crazy. And that then is Webb, awesome crazy. It is. Yeah. And then Webb at 72 years old last night finished his second up there in Dubuque. So yeah, yeah and he won the East Moline here just a couple of weeks ago. I have a hard know? time getting wow. out, uh, getting out of bed in the morning and making he's, my way over to the I studio. I tell you what, he's the man. Yeah, he is, he the, is man. the man. And and couldn't have a nicer guy too. Yeah, couldn't have a nicer guy. All right, Wookie, we got another picture we want to pop up there, and it's of our guests tonight. We have our good friend Brian Gotti from. American Iron Racing Series, and his beautiful daughter, Emily Gotti, and the married name is Meyer. Yep. All right, so good pick of you guys. It looks like it's up Jackson County Speedway on the screen, as you can see behind me. Uh, now, Brian, was that in Victory Lane, or are they just doing uh, driver introductions there? That was Victory Lane. Victory Lane, all saying, right. You guys both look pretty happy. So. Yeah. Man, I would be, too. My daughter didn't want to race. Man, that... She just wanted to go watch. Doesn't compete. Yeah. How the heck did you talk Emma into it? I mean, you got her started out in go-karts right off the bat. Five years old. Five years old, Emily. How do you like that? So did you like racing as soon as you got into it, Em, when you strapped in that cart? Were you scared, or did you think, man, that's something I want to do for a while? Well, it, it started out a little bit slow. Dad was pretty busy, and Bart was still racing at that time. Sure. So, um, the go-kart thing was just kind of a when we had time and – I probably didn't take it very seriously at first, but by the time I was probably about 10 years old, it really started to grow on me. and I pretty much had to beg him. Well, it wasn't too hard, but. All right. I bet it wasn't hard. <laughs> Twist his arm pretty hard. There you it? go. Hey, we want to let you know, uh, we're going to give away some door prizes That's as right. we get it deeper into the show, so hang around. And if you got any questions for Em or Brian, please, or Pat or I. That's right. Yeah. Uh, please sure post them. We'll get to them. We can see them on the board here. And we'll and, get your answers as soon as we can. And also, guys, please make sure that you like and share our video. It helps us more than you realize. Uh, make sure you like and share. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you click on the bell, the subscribe button, so that you're notified whenever we have new content. We're also on Spotify and Twitch as well. Twitch, that was a new one for me. Yeah, I yeah. know. That's 
Uh, so old guys, for me too. I feel old. All I right. feel really old. So, uh, Brian, let's uh, let's get to it. So, you know, you start out, uh, you know, racing go karts, uh, you know, with M, and then, uh, you know, I remember her going off to college. And M, where'd you go to college? I went to UNOH, University of Northwestern Ohio in Lima, Ohio. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, I was uh, announcing up at East Moline at the time, and I'd see you up there, and all of a sudden you're going off to college. Man, that had been great, and in Lima, Ohio, I mean, you're right by the big track. Yep, we weren't, we weren't too far from Eldora. There was actually, I did all my research before we went out there. I had yeah. uh, Lima yeah. Land, which is a track that the yeah. school runs, and then Waynesfield, Eldora, of course, Montpelier. There was there was a few tracks we could play around with. with all right. Track. So did you get to watch some sprint car racing while you were there? I did. I did go down there. I'll tell you what. Nice. I'm... I didn't grow up around sprint cars. That's not my, uh, you know. Cup of tea. Which I, I respect the heck out of them. Yeah. Uh, but one of the coolest things I ever saw was one night when we were racing down at Eldora, standing in the infield when the wingless sprint cars were going by. It just very cool. Just flying, man. Made your heart pump. It was uh, very cool. And, Brian, when you sent her to college, you didn't rent a house in Ohio. You bought a house for her. I didn't plan on that, but yeah. that's how it happened. Well, the reason I'm asking is Pat and I are talking about going back to school, and maybe you could help us out. That's really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I tell you what, of all schools to go to, that's where I would go. I mean, my it's, God, it's a give me a break. That loves racing. Yeah. yeah. So you and you took a race car down there, Brian. We did. Um, that was one of the priorities. Was uh, Emily was going to go to college there? Yeah. Two and a half years, no okay. racing around here where she was. Right. Famous for yeah, her. she was right. hot. Yeah, she you. So that was kind always of up front. Big letdown, you know. We need sure. to go to college, but we need to race. Now, what about crewing? I mean, Brian, did you go there on the weekends, or did you have did. somebody down there that helped her out? I did. We raced every Friday night at Lima Land Raceway. Okay, nice. which was owned by the school and operated by the school. Wow. And so, how long a drive you talk and uh, getting from here to Lima Land? Seven and a half hours. Wow. Yep. It's a that's a nice racetrack too. Yeah, if you guys haven't been there. I highly recommend it. It's a neat little racetrack. So, yeah. Am you? It was your first time out of town. How did you like Limeland when you got on the track? Did you know being uh, a woman in racing? You know, did the guys treat you okay? Were they I there found, to help? I found a few that were got pretty close to that Good. treated me real well. But um, yeah, the first time I got on that track, I was like, man, this. Kind of reminds me of East Moline a little bit. It, it kind of felt like home. So nice. was it a quarter mile track? Yep, it's All a right. quarter mile track. Yep. Oh man, and you did also race at Eldora. I did a few times. Okay, yep. very cool. So uh, quarter mile, half mile. What do you think? What do you like the best? I'm a quarter mile kind of person. All right, my kind of gal. <laughs> Brian, you uh, started out this uh, American Iron Racing Series, and I got to tell you, I was reading a book. This is from 1982. It's the IMCA Modified Story in Review. But what I thought was funny is, uh, I'll go to page uh, seven here, just read you a little piece. Early in 1979, Keith Kanak and Larry Sommerfeld of Waterloo, Iowa, put the IMCA name back in the front of the public when they developed a new breed of car, the IMCA Modified, and reopened Vinton Speedway for weekly racing action. Uh, the class of racing action was developed because Kanak and Sommerfeld had seen a need in the Midwest for tracks uh, that hosted an inexpensive class of racing. Racing costs had continued to rise over the years. Top draw at most tracks was called late models. Cars made almost solely from purchase racing parts. And what had been super stocks or modifieds in the past year, uh, put together with homemade or junkyard parts, those were gone. And so what he was trying to accomplish when he was dreaming about IMCA, I know I had talked to you on the phone. That was kind of your thoughts. We fast forward all these years, and again, uh, racing was getting a little out of hand. Bart Miller was running an open wheel modified. You knew about that cost, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, uh, American Iron Racing Series was born. Where did this? Was this all your idea, Brian, or did you talk to people about it, or how'd you come up with the thought? Probably eighty percent of it was my idea. Okay. And then it got capped off with my dad. All right. Very cool. Yeah. And, you know, like Pat and I, you lost your dad uh, to COVID. Yep, in October. And in October. You know, and Pat and I have talked about this. Pat's got a beautiful shop out in Coal Valley. Uh, he was like our family. Mom, dad, I mean, the whole family raced his uncle. And they all passed away within short time of one another. 
And then, you know, I kind of went through the same thing with mom and dad. And uh, I remember the first night I went to the racetrack without my dad. It was literally the first time I went to the racetrack without my dad. And it was probably 1995 when mom died in 93, dad died in 95. And I was driving down uh, uh, the gravel road going to the racetrack. And, man, I lost it. And I just pulled over and I said, okay, we're going to have to cry this thing out. Uh, you know, I missed my parents. Did a lot of crying. I finally gathered her up and went and unloaded the race car. And I think once they threw the green flag, I was okay. But that's tough, losing the patriarch of your family. For sure. Yeah. So uh, so Dad helped you out. So you put together the whole idea of uh, racing these cars. How many cars did you start out with on opening night? And where did you race at? And what promoter said, hey, let's go for it? Well, promoter that was less help for me was Mr. Bob Wagner. All right. He, he, uh, I put it out there on the Facebook page. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys interested, and I had all kinds of replies. Good. Went to the races that night. I think it was the Maquoketa Fair, and Bob was still the promoter up there. Right. Or maybe he wasn't. I don't remember now. Okay. But I, I met him up afterwards. He, we, we met each other in the pit area. Okay. And Bob goes, hey, I seen that idea. Yeah. He goes, when you get that organized, I'll tell you what, I'll be the first guy to grant you a date. Oh boy. Because I'm a hundred percent. He goes, I, I'm, I'm your biggest backer. Okay. So I, I always got to hand it to him. Got to give it to him for uh, taking the risk. Now. Yes, he did. Uh, I want to ask you now this year, how many races did you have on the schedule? We had 32. I mean, 32 from that? one. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty that? amazing. So, hey, we're going to look up here on the board. Let's see. Ken Reimer said, hey, official airs cartoonist, and I've seen you. Hey, uh, Wookie, put that picture of uh, Ken Reimer's up there on the screen. Kenny, we're going to make you famous tonight. <laughs> the official cartoonist of American Iron Racing Series right there. That's uh, one of the guys watching tonight. Thanks for tuning in, Ken. Uh, and we have... Daniel Waters saying uh, two of the best sitting there right now. But That's right. Yeah, Ken Reimers, big supporter of American Iron Racing Series. So. Very cool. And yeah, shout, nice. shout out to Don from, uh, it looks like the north suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. Broadening yes. our horizons a little bit. That's I like that. Don, the beast from the east. That's is right. that what that That's is? Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Emily, let's get back to you. You're in college, and you met your husband in college. I mean, that's kind of cool. And you got a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we were uh, we were in uh, UMP country, okay, out okay. there. Okay. And uh, found out he was from Nebraska. I'll never forget the first day he pulled up next to me in the parking lot, and I looked over, and he had an Iowa Hawkeye steering wheel cover. Good man. I liked him already. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, so you know, I Ohio State. <laughs> when you when you said Nebraska, I was like, no, 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 no. He's right. He just he just redeemed himself. I haven't met the guy yet, but he just <laughs> redeemed himself. Yeah, Keep going. No, he's a. Diehard Iowa Hawkeye fan. Oh, so. Okay. Plus, he was from IMCA country, kind of what Good I was news, with. yeah. So, um, he happened to be in my class, and we had a lot in common just because of, you know, where we raced and sure. who we knew. And yeah, very He cool. has family from Iowa, actually, so he spent some time in Iowa okay. in his life. So. so, you know what fascinates me about, uh, you know, the Gotti family? I mean, you've got your sister, Lisa. I remember watching her race back in the day. Uh, and she's an independent business person. Yes. And Brian, you're self-employed. Yes. And Em, my God, what are you doing this week? I mean, you know, you had this business, you sold it. You know, you're doing the vinyl graphics, and you sold that. And you, I mean, what's going on in your uh, family's life now? Well, um, ever since we had our, our two little ones, um, we decided to cut back quite a bit. Mal had to have back surgery. Oh, boy. So, um, and that was his second one. Yeah. So, um, we decided that he was just going to do the race car thing, and I'd go get a job. So I work at the bank now. Sure, but nice. I get a, I get a live. You get the a regular car. check. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I get a live the Maybe race insurance. car life through him. Yeah, Very cool. yeah. <laughs> Very uh, cool. Hey, we got a question up there. When will you guys have Jeff Bone Larson on the show? I'm going to write that down because I'm old and I will forget it if I don't write it down. So that is a good one, of course, uh, Jeff. Always in a fight for the uh, national right. championship, my MCA uh, modified. Right. It's a great guy. Boy, is he hot. 
He is hot right now. That yeah. guy, you know, there's certain yeah. people. I've watched a lot of drivers uh, over the years, and there's some drivers that can just will the car to the front of the pack. They're going to make the slide for life on you. They're not going to touch you. They're going to work it to the front. You know, and he's one of those guys. So, it's you know, it's kind of amazing that we've got him running here in our market and being able to watch a guy like that. You know, and I think a lot of people don't realize what a hotbed this is for dirt late model racing. You yeah. know, like we were talking about earlier on that Tuesday night show, and we have some, or we had here at Davenport a couple of weeks ago, we had the best of the best were here in town for a yeah. non-Lucas Oil or Roll of Outlaw show, and Nothing it's like bad. everybody and their brother was here. You yeah, know, we had pack stands, pack win. It was a phenomenal show. So, uh, Brian, uh, why do you think Ayers is so popular now? Well, <laughs> Good question. It was probably a little overwhelming to me how popular it actually got. Yeah. Because, but I think it's because uh, it's on the back of this shirt, I guess. Right. Age to perfection, I guess. We is put that the what fun it is? back into racing. Uh, you yeah. really did, without a doubt. And you know, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, you know, as, as an example, Ricky Thornton Jr. had a modified for sale on the internet a couple of probably about two, three weeks ago, and he wants seventy-five thousand for it turnkey. What are we talking about for an Ayers car, a nice Ayers car, like uh, Bart Miller's car? What do you got in that thing? Oh, you wouldn't even want to know. <laughs> okay. You better pump the price up a little bit. I don't want to scare anybody out there. But what are you thinking, Brian? Uh, I mean, to promote okay. the series back in 2016, Okay. we were kind of looking for some old broken-down chassis that we could convert to make somebody, you know, recruit, yeah. recruit right. somebody that had given up on racing. Okay. Sure. And Bart was the prime candidate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I used to see Bart was up at the IMCA Super Nationals every year, and they had a restaurant right across from the track. Yes. And he'd have his uh, booth set up, yes. selling, you know, the embroidering and all the stuff. And so uh, when I seen him get out of modifies, and all of a sudden he's running one of the Ayers cars. Me, you know, I'm a big historian. So, man, when I seen that number 501 in the oh, black yeah. car, I, I mean uh, – your dad had to be a driving force behind that. I mean, oh, my certainly, God. certainly. And, and Brian, name some of the drivers that drove uh, that 501 car over the years. Well, first and foremost, we started out in the, dad started out in the old Gallopi Coupes or whatever they used to call them back in 1962. Yeah. The driver was Charlie Moffat. I remember Charlie Moffat. God, who uh, wouldn't remember that Without guy? a doubt. Yeah, uh, one of the tops. Later on, they moved up to the what they called the Davenport late model division at the time. Right. Help, help me out. I'm a little young now. Yeah. I was like one year old. Okay. You should remember. <laughs> come on. But uh, Tuffy Meyer yeah. from Big Rock. Oh, yeah. Was I mean, the come driver. On. Kelly's dad. I mean, that and 1A car was a legend. And, and then he jumped he, to he done well. Right. Yeah. He done well. He would have. Yeah. Uh, then they started branching out, buying bigger cars, better cars, this and that. Yeah. Help from Daryl Dake. Yeah, um, man. Another guy raced at Soldier Field up in Chicago. Very cool. And that guy ran everywhere. Yeah. Yep. And they, uh, John Conley. Oh, big John Conley. Big Another shoe. one. Big shoe John. Man, he was something else. Yeah, all top drivers. I mean, any one of them guys would be he, a threat. He to took it to the front or he broke it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was about how it was. So I now remember being... Dad telling me that he'd come back and hand you the steering wheel. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's right. So, Brian, tell me, uh, $5,000, would that get you into an Ayers car? Oh, absolutely. i got to okay. bring up Steve Johnson. You all know him. I mean, now, here's Steve Johnson. Here's something funny. Now, I'm looking through this the other night, getting ready for the show, and uh, let's, uh, these probably aren't alphabetical. But the funny thing was that Steve Johnson was in here, and you go ahead and talk a little bit, and I'm going to find out what he had to write. Steve Johnson got consumed by the cost of racing, he told me, and he, he just, you know, he's, I think, 64 years old. <laughs> yeah. He says, I'm going to help Ron Cook run these Ayers cars, the Ron father. Yes. And then yeah. Ron said, oh, I'll let you drive a couple times, Steve. Steve oh, thought, well, boy. that'd be fun. So he drove Ron's car a time or two, and then it's like, yeah, maybe I ought to buy one of these. Oh, my gosh. So Steve is, like, looking around. Steve's looking around. And pretty soon Steve's like, hey, I found one that's almost 99% ready to race for $3,500. Wow. Is that crazy? Wow. Steve went and bought it, sight unseen, drug it up to my place. He goes, hey, can you tell me what kind of car this even is? Yeah. I don't even know what this is. 
I said, well, that's an old Crown Victoria modified chassis converted into a Ayers car. Yeah. He goes, oh, them Crown Victoria Ford chassis any good? I said, well, Mike Humphrey always thought so. He always thought so. Man, that's all he <laughs> so, wanted to build. Absolutely. So yeah. Steve went home, wrenched on that car. Be darned if he didn't win the first race he was in, the oh. Ayers race. Check oh, this out, Duke. Brian. Here we are. This is from 1982, 82 in review. Steve M. Johnson, born in 57. He's two years older than me. Uh, place of birth, Clinton. Uh, present residence, Comanche, Iowa. But we roll down here and uh, pum, pum, pum. What do you dislike about racing? High cost and long hours working on the car. And he probably felt that same way when he got, you know, an Ayers car going. And now when I run street stock, I always run Chevelles. I just like Chevelles. I like right. 72s, 71s, sure. 68s. It didn't matter. Natural All born race cars. And so there you go. Uh, and that's what Steve's got now. And I bet you, you know, instead of being working on that thing seven days a week, and, uh, you know, your life belongs to the shop. And, you know, here's the problem. you got a family. you got a wife. you got kids. you got a business. Uh, maybe you like going fishing, golfing, whatever it may be. And, you know, that's, as I worked through my racing career, I remember in 87 when we won the Nationals, we won 36 features that year. And it was literally seven days a week, eat, sleep, drink, race car. I had an employer that loved racing, so he kind of was very uh, liberal about me coming to work if I need to work on the race car. That's always nice. And, and you get burnt out, and you just say, hey, there's more to life than these race cars, even though I love it. And God knows I'm 62. I love racing, and I'll do anything to promote racing. But what you've done now with the Ayers cars is giving the guys a car that you don't have to be out in the garage seven days a week. No. You know, if you're going to race it Saturday night and you don't tear it up, uh, you know, maybe one night working on it, maybe two, I can live with that. But, uh, you know, it's a seven-day thing that can, you know, burn a family out on racing. Very true. And we all know how life is fast-paced now. And oh. Everything's overwhelming. It really is. It is. You know, when you look at our age, Brian, you're younger than me, but uh, you don't know if we're going to be much. around. Yeah, a little. <laughs> you look a lot better, though. Oh. You lived a cleaner life. Well, I don't know. And uh, so you don't know if you're going to be around another five years, 10 years, 20 years no. next week. So you want to enjoy your grandkids. Well, I think one of the really cool things about this series, too, is, and you were telling me about it before I saw them in person, is is each of the cars are so unique and they have such a, such a personality that, you know, you can geek out on, oh, my God, there's a Netzel. Hey, check it out. There's another. Oh, I think that's a 57 Chevy or when the Mustang was running at, at Davenport. And it's like, you know, you have all these different cars with different personalities, whether you dr know the drivers or not, it's it's cool. And there's some of those cars that are absolutely beautiful. It's like, oh. and I know I told you a couple of times when we were up in the announcer's booth, it's like that car should not be on the racetrack. Right. That should be in a, in a car show somewhere, you know. Uh, you know, it's RJ cool. Lane. I mean, it should be racing. I mean, look at that 59 Edsel. Yeah. And uh, I remember Tim Cronover that owns uh, TC's Kettle Corn yeah. factory. That's uh, right. He was there the night he won the feature. I was calling the race. And that car, whatever color red you painted it, it, it looks absolutely stunning. And I thought... Man, when was the last time you seen a 59 Edsel right. racing at you right. know, your local track? And it's fast. And so I want to ask you, Brian, Tim Cronover is probably the nicest guy I ever met. He's he's as honest as honest can be. And how did you guys hook up with him to get him as a sponsor on that 44 car? Well, huh, funny story. Yeah. Uh, our old pal Mike Johnson Yeah. was friends with Tim. Okay. And... One day, Mike said to me, he says, you know, I got a friend who's a Ford guy. He used to drag race a Thunderbird. Right. And I caught my attention right away. Okay. So he says, I'll hook you up with him. So yep. me and Tim started talking on the internet, Facebook, what have you. Yeah. And Tim said, yeah, I had my brother-in-law's brother's Thunderbird or brother-in-law's. Brother-in-law's, sure. yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. And he goes, I, I took a shot at driving that, and he, he kind of liked it, and he had right. fun. So we talked Fords and big block Fords and drag racing. And, oh, my gosh. And I don't know. He says, why? Well, he says, I come to the races and all the time and watch your daughter race. Sure. I said, oh, you do? And I said, I'll have to meet you sometime. Yeah. Well, the rest is Emily's story. Yeah. Let's hear it, Em. <laughs> well, Tim used to bring his dad to the races. I remember time. his dad. Yeah. He what was a sweet man. Sweet, sweet guy. He was having a hard time. He couldn't walk very far, you know, mm -hmm. so... 
one night um, I went up to meet him in the stands and yeah. you know ever since that family is just really they're good people a, yeah really it's genuinely good people yeah. yep, nice. they are you won't find nicer people yeah no, you won't awesome. that's no. awesome so hey we got a question up there let's see uh, uh, what do we got Michael Viren Brian yeah. why did you change your number five to number six well I actually didn't do that Michael Yes, Michael. I, I built myself a new car, and as you can see, it is still number five. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah, Michael, we're going to talk about that at breakfast on Saturday. There you go. And, uh, hey, how do you like this? The Gotti family has put Clarence, Iowa on the map. <laughs> I like that one. So uh, let's uh, continue on, Em. So you had a business, the chassis business, Rev, was you and uh, your husband's. Yep. Okay. Did you sell that? We did. Okay. Um, we had a, a really good. We had a really good feeling about it. Yeah. Um, we wanted to. The guy he Dan Kessler wanted to move us to Tipton. Um, he's able to get mallet a lot of really nice, um, nice tools. Um, a really good spot to work in. A lot okay. more room. Yeah. Um, just just kind of the financial backing that. That we needed to and Dan was the double O car. Take the next step. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's look at the uh, double O car up there, Wook. So while, he, while Wookie's pulling that up, please, if you're watching, please make sure you like and share. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, please make sure make sure that you like and share. It helps us all out. We're also on Twitch and Spotify. Also, make sure you hit the, smash that like button. I love saying smash that like button. Ring the bell if you're watching on YouTube for reminders as well, please. So now Dan Kessler, he's the one that. Uh, did he buy the business from you, Emily? Yep, he did. Yep. So now, uh, I mean, your your modifieds were real fast, and that's a tough game to win in. Your uh, who's the guy in hobby stock this year that's unbeatable? Number oh well, nine. We've we've got a couple fast hobby stocks, yeah. but Daniel's Daniel, Daniel Waters, Waters. He's been doing oh, really man. good. Without he's a incredible. Doubt. Yeah. That guy, he's like the Kyle Larson of hobby stock. Without a doubt, that guy yeah. wins every night. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, the move has it been a good move? Yeah, it's it's been great. Um, I don't know if we would be able to do everything that we've got to do this year if, okay. if we wouldn't have made that move. Made that change. Yeah. Good. So it's been great, and I think Dan has liked being able to yeah. be around race cars a little bit more. That's Very nice. that's what drove him to uh, approach us about purchasing. Now, who's in your modifieds now, Emily? Well. Um, we still got Kyle Olson. He's, right. He's in our sport mod. Um, and he, and he's a rocket. You know, yeah, he's he's been yep. fast. Yep. He's he's done. We finally got him to, to buy a new rear end last week. We were, he was trying to race with a bent rear end. That doesn't work. Oh, very that well, never works. <laughs> <laughs> Shakes your feelings out. And, you know, the funny thing is, you know, you can have a race car. It's a bullet, and all of a sudden you're really struggling out there. And man, you know, of course, you know, I'm old school. You'd string that thing up and find out, you know, if everything was square. And you'd find out one time. We had a bent axle tube in my car, and it was pushed forward a half an inch, mm -hmm. and it made all the difference in the world. Then when we went to pull the rear end apart, of course, we just pulled an axle out. We would have figured it out because it was real tough getting the axle out. You know, back in those days, we were still running floaters. You weren't running sure. quick changes. Right. And just that little half an inch made all the difference in the world. Oh, yeah. So, Straight uh, and square. Yeah, that's right. Straight hey, and square. Hey, we are going to ask the first question. We're going to weigh an Emily Gotti autograph big banner for your garage. You'd be proud. Nice. I'd like to have it in my garage. Without a doubt. All yeah. right. But don't look at the answers here. I'm not. All right. All right. So I think I don't think I'm included. Okay. Good, Pat. All right. Uh, well, what's our question? What are we going to ask? What's we're going to ask the first one is going to be for the banner. How many cars have competed since the inception of the American Iron Racing Series back in 2016? And we got another one coming up quick. So all time, uh, all time total number of cars. All time in cars. Some have come, some have gone. Give us a number and put it up on the board. How are they going to enter it? How are they going to give us their answer? Just go ahead in and put comments? it up. Yeah, give it the comment section. Yeah. And if you are the lucky winner, now we go by our comment board, not your comment board, because of uh, ping, speed, and the internet and all that stuff. You might look like you won, and here it looked like somebody else got it. Daniel Waters gets fifty-five. Uh, if you are the lucky winner, the studio is at 1414 West Kimberly or West. Right. Uh, West yeah, don't go to Kimberly. No. Uh, 1414 West Locust Street here in Davenport, beautiful Iowa. Beautiful Dunright Studios. Also, shout out to Dunright TV. We're in beautiful 
uh, Locust Street here in Davenport, just about a mile up up the street from the racetrack. Our guesses are rolling in, Ooh, and you guys are doing look a good job. Uh, we got another prize we're going to give away when you finally get the uh, the number on that one. So, you know, I'm looking at the cars, Brian, and you guys race everything. We talked about a 59 Edsel. I seen on the uh, page right now, guys building a '63 Catalina. Yes, sir. Man, he's got that thing in primer, and he was blocking the uh, the primer out. And I, I got a race car blocking it out, but that thing's going to be beautiful. It's my friend John Fish from Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Oh, and he's a he's a body man by trade. Oh my God, that car's going to be beautiful. He's following the old Don Dickey nice. adage, where it ain't no fun to wreck an ugly race car. <laughs> I, love that. I, love that. I like that. Oh my God. You know what? I'm going to make a sign out of that and hang it right. in the shop. I love that. Yeah, that put it on your T-shirt awesome. too. I mean, my God, that's a good awesome. one. That's a Don so, Dickey quote. You know, when I looked at that, I thought, and Don Dickey, back in the day, I mean, he, he's been painting race cars for 100 years, and Plum Crazy Purple was Don's favorite mm -hmm. color. Yes. And that uh, he had a 55 Ford, uh, number 71, it was Plum Crazy Purple, the white 71 on it, and that car was just beautiful. I was like, don't race it, Donnie. And that's that's what's so cool about this series, Shane, is is that the cars are amazing. They're not just a bunch of, of, of clunkers. They're almost too pretty to race, you know, okay. and they're cool. Well, don't look too close. Well, they they're still race cars. And that's what that's what they are still race cars. I will tell everybody watching though that nobody's gotten close yet to the total number of, of cars that have run here. So. Yeah. And uh let's see uh Mallet's guess, I want to guess 66. But Mallet, you can get an autograph tonight if you want from Emily. If you don't win the prize, there you go. she'll still give you an autograph. So We're getting uh, closer, but not quite there yet. Talking about those cars, Brian, uh you know, you got a 58 Galaxy the 501 cars, the 62 Galaxy. Uh, mm -hmm. Dennis, uh, his the number 23 cars, the 75 Duster. Yes. Uh, you got a picture of that yellow Duster, uh, Wookie? Mm -hmm. I want to take a look at that. Here we go. Ooh, Carl Thompson's uh, on, on YouTube's getting closer. All right. Yeah, you guys are getting closer. You're going to have to go up a little bit. There we go. There's that Duster. Yeah, look at that. And he's picked off a win this year, Brian. He has. He has. Yeah. Now, has that got a Mopar in the uh, car? It does not. Oh, man. Dennis is actually a big GM guy. Is he? I thought <laughs> you were going to tell me he had a Ford motor. <laughs> well, I, I could kind of like it. but He's unique, though, because he has a Ford chassis, Chevy engine, and a Plymouth body. Okay. Well, nice. hey, he covers everything. Nice. Love it's it. It's the whole thing. Oh, I love it. Robin Atkins, uh, 67 Caliente. That is a beautiful car. Now, when I was up at Liberty announcing one night, Bruce Yorder won in that uh, 66 Impala SS. Is that a real SS, or did he just throw some bad? No, that out? is a real SS. Oh, my gosh. Very Bruce cool. paid a lot of money for that body originally. Yeah, well, you know what? It's beautiful. But he's got another car in the works. Now, is that car a big block car or a small block? Small block. Small block, okay. And then uh, talk about uh, Owen Hayes. Uh, I seen a picture... There's a number 25 car there, Wookie, that was on your page, and that is a Studebaker. Has that ran with your group yet, Brian? I just talked to that fellow today, and okay. he is making his debut very soon. Okay. Very nice. Contemplating coming to Monticello on Sunday. Oh, my wow. God. That now, is... would that be a small block Chevy in that then? Because they used to have, didn't they have like 283s, 327s in them? I think so. I don't yeah. even know, to be honest with you. Seeing the, the guy's like a from, uh, I think he's from Ottumwa. Okay. And those wings on the back, uh, what year are you going to say now? Studebaker was a little behind uh, the big three. I believe that's right. You yeah. know, in their uh, uh, you know, design and styling, yeah. What are you guessing on that one, Pat, when you look at it? <sighs> yeah, that's a tough one. I'm going to guess 63. Early 60, 63, yeah. yeah. Park. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm not an expert on Studebakers, but... No. But, I think um, it's older than that. Is it? It's a little it's bit like older, okay. Seven, eight. Cool car. I think it's a Hawker, a Golden Hawker, something like that. I don't know anything. All right. Hey, and but, you guys... When do you see a Studebaker racing? You know what I mean? That is awesome. I know. Now, uh, keep in mind, the people that are out there trying to guess a number, uh, I think 88 is the highest number. Keep Carl, going. Th Carl Thompson had 95 almost there. Oh, almost 95. There. And Ken Reimer says it's a 57 Studebaker. Okay. There you go. But Thank that, you, Ken. Appreciate the input. And there, uh, hey, Wookie, there's another car up there that's an old car. Uh, they're all old cars, but uh, <laughs> uh, the guy's from up in Makokoda. Uh, they got Hayes, a up there. Jacob Hayes. Jacob has Hayes. A 57 yeah. Packard Clipper. And what number is that? 11. All right. Nice. Let's see the number 11 up there, Wookie. 
There it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, when that thing pulled on the track, I'm like, looks like a Packard. And at one time, Packard Motor Company was the largest manufacturer of cars in the United States. They had a bigger factory than yeah. anybody. That's right. And it was, just, and it was up in uh, Michigan. And so when I seen that car, I thought, my gosh. You know, you see an Edsel and you go, okay, that one shocked me. This shocked me. Right. I seen it out there. Right. Yep. And and I know back in the day you saw a lot of 57 Chevys and right. like, yeah, but to see a Packard out there, that that's just too cool. Way too cool. And, yeah. I mean, just uh, – just pretty amazing there. So how? Mallet Myers uh, awfully, awfully close. Okay, let's see, and that's the number we're looking for, Pat. Yeah. Oh, we're getting close. Oh, Don, Don is also very close. You All have right. to give it away, but since we got a winner there, you guys better keep your eyes up there. Right. Somebody's gonna win here pretty quick. <laughs> then we'll have to go to the next one. So Emily is a driver. What was your best moment in racing? You know, I don't think I could pin it down to one. Okay. Um, had, a, had a lot of good memories running at Davenport and East Moline. Good. Um, few nights when, you know, Grandpa was still coming down to the pits. With oh, us yeah. And, and Dad and That's right. races. And, um, you know, winning the Dusty Time Memorial once was I, really cool. I was going to say We that. got a winner, Dave hey, Meyer. 102 is the correct number. And, Dave, we are going to leave that uh, banner out there at the front desk here at the studio. Where's Come the studio again? Dunright Studio at 1414 West Locust Street in Davenport, Iowa. We've got a big Dunright sign out front. Come in and see our receptionist, and she'll be happy to give you your sign banner signed by Emily Gotti, and it's going to look great hanging in a shop, Very nice. a man cave, or anywhere. That's right. All right. So, uh, uh, Emily, do you have a worst moment in racing? <laughs> Which one, right? Yeah, I think I think one of the worst moments I had in racing was a uh, 50-lapper up at Lakota Speedway. Okay. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Wasn't it the Dusty Kive from I think, the, yeah, the next yep. year? Yep, I think it was. All right. So this was after later. you won? Yeah, this okay. was after. This is I moved up a class. and. Um, so now everybody knows you, and everybody's like, okay, so she's the one we're gunning for because she won last year or the year before, right? Yeah. Okay, so keep going. <laughs> I don't know about that. Em, your mom's saying yeah. she knows. I don't know. If, I don't know. We'll see. I'll talk to her later. Tonight. All we'll right. See if, we're close. see if you guys can kind of have a meeting of the minds. <laughs> but, yeah, we were 50 laps. I was pacing myself, and the laps were winding down, and I, I made it up into the top, like, what, three, four? Um, yes. And on the white flag lap, I pulled up next to the leader. There was a lap car in his way. Okay. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I got it set up. You're set the pick. Yep. And she uh, did it. yep. All of a sudden, car quit running. What? Car quit running. Um, I was almost in tears. I'm like, you oh. should have been in tears. Yeah. Wow. What happened? The hot wire on the starter melted off. Are oh. you kidding me? The headers yep. were down by the oil pan in the starter, and it, yep. it melted the wire. <laughs> uh, yep. Lost connection. Yeah. Backfired about five times. Quit running. Come yeah. on, Spit and man. sputtered. She made it home to fourth. Yep. Oh, oh. come on. 20-cent wire. This yeah. close. Yep. Yeah. I got, I got one more probably I just thought of down at Eldora that yeah. night. Let's hear it. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't remember what I said. We did time trials down there. Okay. Right. So what class is this at Eldora? This would be what they called what their thunder Bud Thunderstocks? That was at Lima Land. They called them. It was their stock car class okay. they had down there. Okay. And um, we went out, won the heat race, had a great starting spot for the feature. And nope. uh, I think I led just about half of the laps that night. And uh, my How about that? My uh, one of my tires survived bleed. survived what five restarts yeah yeah one of my tires bleed bead and flipped inside out i hit the wall oh man i was yeah so that was pretty disappointing that hurt. but Ooh. ouch it was still a lot of fun being able to, to say yeah. you at least won a heat race and, i and felt hit, like i won the feature hitting that concrete wall at eldora you, you, there's no I, other way but hitting it softly i did that i a mean few you times. cannot hit it softly <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not a safer barrier is no, it em? no okay. I, I did that a few times. Turns turns three and four got me ah. got me more than once. So, <laughs> hey, we got one more door prize giveaway. It's a little uh, toolkit for your car, and our question is for that: How many features has Emily won in a racing career? Total. Yeah, total. 
Okay. And cork, you can't guess. Yeah, don't That's think right. don't think as high as the last the last not, set of not numbers. Not 102. <laughs> All right, could be. You never know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so the answers. Make sure you comment like we've done in the past, and we'll answer. We'll uh, give the the correct answer away here in just a few minutes. Yeah. Hey, so M Brian, do you have any racing superstitions? I mean, we had Gary Webb in here, and he said when he pulled in the racetrack, if his odometer was on an even number, it was going to be a bad night. And if it was on an odd number, it was going to be a good night. So he got so worked up over this, he had to put black tape over his odometer. You know, and so we hear all these stories from racers. Do you have any superstitions, Em? Oh, not really, I guess. Um, What about you, Brian? We used to think it did us good to listen to Iron Maiden all the way to the track. Hey, there you go. That's one of our (laughs) other questions. You've been cheating. We did that for a year. Yeah, we did it seemed to work that year yeah, yeah. that's good i know that would be Love you it. know a good one to listen to I mean, oh yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah you know and i always tell my my son who also plays baseball i said the only people that are more superstitious than baseball players are racers they are and you'd be you'd be amazed that no matter what level you run you find people that are incredibly superstitious they may not talk about it out loud but most racers are incredibly amanda brandy's you are the winner that? Ding, 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 13, ding. 13 nice. features and a banda. We're going to have that uh, toolkit waiting here at the studio, Dunright TV, right here at 1414 West Locust Street. We're right next to Dittmer's gas station. That's right. Dittmer's and uh, real easy to find. Of course, you young people, you just punch it into Google, and it brings you right here. Uh, you can pick that up tomorrow or any day this week. Yeah. So 13 was the number. Amanda Brandy's, you are the lucky winner, and that's it for our door prizes tonight. And uh, so beyond the superstitions, uh, why do you like to race, Sam? Why? Yeah. You know. <clears throat> I mean, you got out for a while, and yeah, I thought that yeah. air sling was going to be a one-night deal. I did, too, you know. Um, well, I still had it in my mind the last time I drove airs and I totaled this car out. So I told myself I wasn't getting back in the car. Yeah. So wait a minute. Do that again. You told yourself, or he told you, because those are two totally different answers. Well, <laughs> she told herself. I told okay. myself. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So well, and then of course Grandpa's race came around, and I was like, Yeah, I'm not missing that. I'm gonna definitely, definitely get in that. And Good I, for you. My goal that night was pretty small. I just wanted to finish on the lead lap. All right. And uh, we ended up doing that. I had some problems with the transmission popping out of gear. Okay. Um, but. I had a blast, and uh, my kids were gone for a week in Nebraska. Grandma and Grandpa in Nebraska oh, took them. So right. I'm like, all right, we're going to go like out. like that. Yep, we're going to go Very out. Nice. We'll drive again. And um, I had a ton of fun. It's a blast getting to race with my dad. And I mean, um, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, how many people get to do that, Brian? <laughs> right. That's, that's your lucky man. Yeah. My you know? daughter, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Yeah. I mean, who could say that? That's a family of racing. I know. Without a doubt, yeah. And hopefully, uh, you know, one of these days, those grandkids will be jumping behind the wheel and well, going for a spin. You never know. We had him down in the pits there. Or, no, we had him in the we had him in the uh, pace car. Yeah, he loved that. Dad's nice. memorial race. Nice. Oh, man. He enjoyed that a lot. Oh, that's great. Hey, what about hobbies other than racing? I, I don't have time for hobbies. I'm a mom. You're a mom. <laughs> I, I know. I change diapers and I cook uh, semi-nutritious meals. Oh, no, <laughs> I know. Hey, it's nice. home cooking. What's that? <laughs> yeah. You know, my daughter is uh, 30 years old now, and, you know, my son's 38, but it's kind of the same thing. You know, she got two kids, and uh, we were having a talk one day with a couple of friends. They're like, hey, why don't you go to work? She's like, man, I got two kids. Now, <laughs> if, if you can do it and they're doing it, you know, it's good for the mom to stay at home. But if mom's got to work, mom's got to work. But my God, I had two kids and that's a job. Oh, yeah. I just like, I was telling my wife, hey, I'm going to work. You stay at home, take care of business because uh, I wanted the easiest job. That was out working, you know, eight to five. <laughs> so that's something else. Uh, so, uh, What's something no one knows about you, Brian? I mean, I know you like uh, music. Now, now, who have you went to see, and you talked to me about Fred? Oh, Eaglesmith, right? Eaglesmith, right? Yeah, he's a lesser-known Canadian singer that I follow religiously. So, whenever he's in concert somewhere nearby. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, and you told me a song to listen to by him one time. I think I even put it on a tape and gave it to you. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, it's called Lucille, Shane. I know. I it just seemed like one. it that fits was, you real oh, well. Oh, it was a good song. I remember that. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, you know, when I, I was going to the racetrack, I mean, like Brian Burkoff, we asked him, yeah. hey, you know, what do you listen to on the way to the racetrack? Motley Crue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I thought he was going to say girls, 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 but he had his wife sitting next to him. Yeah. So it was kickstart my heart. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah there you good go. one. Yeah. I get that. No, yeah, I enjoy the music. I, I yeah. like to travel around and listen to live bands. Yeah. Awesome. I, you know, my wife and I do. In fact, we're looking at uh, around here, you know, between the Mark of the Quad Cities. Uh, you know, my wife and I have been up there before. But back in the day, we're old enough where, you know, IO Jam used to be down here on Credit Island. Yeah. And they used to have groups up at uh, up the college, Palmer right. College. Yeah. And I so we still uh, do a lot of that stuff. We enjoy music. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's Very a big cool. part of our life. Yep, I just missed ZZ Top at the was it the Jones County Fair? I think that was last night, either right. last night or Saturday night. Yeah, I missed them, so I'm gonna have to go see them in Cedar Rapids. Yeah, okay. One of my favorite old time bands. Yes, All right. Well, you should have been at my birthday party two weeks. There ago. you go. Yeah. Hey, do we want to give a shout out to your sister, Brian? We probably should. She's probably got us on a big screen up there. Oh, huh? she does. I'm All sure. right. My mom's there watching. I bet. And the name of the bar is Victory Lane. All there right. Party down at Victory Perfect. Lane. Yeah. And yeah. so watching it on the big screen, and, uh, you know, again, it's amazing that, and this is Lisa that's got that bar. Yes, yes. Because I remember watching Lisa race. The same Lisa that used to race. Yeah, yeah. you guys got yeah. it in your blood. That's I right. Know. Shout I mean, out to you guys at the Victory Lane. Yeah. I'm looking up here. we got about uh, 10 minutes left in the show. Yeah. Uh, anything that uh, you want to say to the fans, sponsors, supporters of the American Iron Racing Series out there, and, and people that are out there, if you want to post any questions, that you may have. Hey, Brian likes Molly Hatchet. There's yes. a good old group. I figured Ken would bring that up. There okay. <laughs> All right. Them are Man good in old the days. know. Okay. Anything you'd like uh, people to know, Brian, about uh, American Iron Racing Series? Uh, what's uh, in the future for American Iron? The rules. You've got a tech guy this year. We do. We, okay. Kevin Dickey. And, and you had to get a tech guy because racers are racers. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, cheat to beat. That's. Yeah. You know, and, and then they get mad. I got to tell you something. I was talking to Randy Anderson, the IMCA tech guy over at Davenport last week, and Quint Waterman, and we'll meet for breakfast on Saturdays down at our little restaurant in Rock Island. And that's got to be the toughest job as oh, a tech yeah. guy at the racetrack. Wow. And now, the thankless most. The thankless. Yeah, that's right. I got to remember, uh, you know, we're at the racetrack one night. We had, uh, oh, uh, I'm going to think uh, Kenny Schrader was there and uh, Kenny Wallace. And the 36 car won. And they were tacking the rotors on the car, and the rotor was paper thin. And it was way under uh, spec. So right. I remember Tom Herbert says, uh, hey, uh, 36 is disqualified for too thin a rotor. And I remember Kenny saying, hey, do you know who I am? And he said, you're number 36, and you're disqualified for too thin a rotor. And so, you know, it gets back to, you know, that can be the most thankless job that oh, yeah. uh, there is. Well, and you don't ever hear the, the driver in victory lane say, oh, shout out to the tech guy who <laughs> you know, says no one ever. He's everybody's enemy. That's right. Yeah. No, it's like it's... the umpire behind the plate. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which so. is something Bart knows a lot about. Yeah. So, but, so. but it's also critical in, in keeping rules in check and keeping yeah. equal racing. And that's one thing that's very impressive about the airs is, A, is not only do they have really cool cars out there running, uh, and they're, they're recognizable as being, you know, nostalgic in, in a wide array of, of eras. But the racing is phenomenal. It is. You know, I mean, the cars you are guys close, are and you have cars that come from the back. There's passing. You know, it's uh, you the guys are doing The tech guy is job. instrumental in keeping the cost yeah. at a bare minimum that I designed it that my dad was so famous for. So, Brian, a Ford motor, are you guys running 347s, or is there a particular motor a that you're... There's a few guys running 302s. Okay. Some of us are running 347s. All yeah. of my engines are based on those twos right now. Okay. Nice. So, the 347, if I'm going to come out there and buy a new motor for my Airs car, what kind of money are those things running right now if you supply all the parts? It's funny, because me and R.J. Lank were just talking about this okay. right before I got in my car and drove up here. All right. He was amazed at how good that engine runs he's got in his car. Oh, that thing sounds like a beast. And we decided that we could sell those all day long, exactly like the one in his car and my car and Bart Miller's. Yeah. 
for less than four thousand oh, dollars. That's yeah. impressive. Wow. I know that's crazy. Yeah. We've gotten sixty to eighty nights out of them engines yeah. wow. in the airs division. Oh my god! That Nothing but oil change. Now that Michael Leeren wants to know where can I buy an airs T-shirt. Um, Get to talk to Jerry Stamp about that. He opens up a store once in a while on. Oh, he Facebook does. Okay, page. He nice. does diamond, good diamond cutter graphics. All right, is. diamond cutter graphics. Gerald Stamp. All right, there you go. And then uh, Ken Reimers has got Victory Lane, a great place to eat. We'll be there for lunch on the twenty sixth. Yes, he will. Does your sister run lunch specials? She does. All right. And Brian, and how long does it take to get from the Quad Cities up to home? Uh, the drive. Yeah, the drive. So it wasn't. We left. What we leave? We got here early, and we left here probably, what, quarter till? Yeah. Okay. Quarter till six, we got yeah. here. Very oh, nice. yeah. Not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. It's definitely around 40 minutes, I would guess. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, Brian, your car number, number five. Yeah. Is that from Bart? Or where's, no. where's what's the history no, of that five? No, Bart took my number. <laughs> oh, he did? I'm the original. Ah. <laughs> that's that's where it came like from. Ask, yeah. Okay. And, Em, you're in the sixth car now. He okay. had to paint it up just for me, so I would. would All right, I like that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, where did that number come from? When I was growing up, I was a big Mark Martin fan, and I can't oh, really nice. even tell you right. why, but he was just somebody I yeah. latched on to when I was like Man. in my, I don't know, three, four, five she years old. She loved him. Four guy, cool. clean guy. <laughs> cool. That guy never roughed people up. Yeah. Nope. Man, nope. if he couldn't pass you clean, he just. Didn't pass you. And I really yet, liked him too. Yeah, yeah it's one of the guy. things we always like to ask because I love the stories behind where did the numbers come from? Because a lot of times it's back to somebody that you watched growing up. And that's mm -hmm. really cool. Now that's Chuck Hanna says Brian was instrumental in helping me racing when times were tough. I can't thank him enough. Yeah, Chuck, sure a regular, uh, you know, in the late model division over at Davenport Speedway right now, drive the number sixty-five. Yep. Lloyd Bacon's asking, is the three forty-seven the crate killer motor? It is a strong version of it, Lloyd. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah, and, you know, that's one of the transitions we've seen in the different classes, modified, late model. You know, you're starting to see a lot of those crate motors out there. Yeah. And that, you know, it's got to be tough on a small uh, machine shop. And sure, it, sure. I mean, really. Uh, Auto Rons is now Auto Rods. But they're right downtown Davenport, right. Iowa. They, they're they one of those, uh, you know, trying to stay at it and couple uh, of couple of motor builders on in on the Illinois side that yeah. that have shuttered as a result of it but it's you know it's kind of an evil catch yeah. 22 when you know when the, the cost of the motors are going up so fast so yeah and then uh, Dave who owns uh, now owns uh, uh, downtown Davenport Iowa right on Rockingham Road Abrahams Abrahams right uh, mm -hmm. I took a lot of my street parts yeah, yeah. down there to get worked on he goes to church with me uh -huh. and they whenever I go in there Brian they seem like they're doing okay I mean yeah. maybe they found niche business doing yeah. hot rod motors and boats yeah. or whatever it may be but yep. they always seem to have you know a fair uh yep. you know amount of stuff they're working on down there yep i i'm just a small machine shop i do it as a secondary business yeah i you know i, I make more money building transmissions and, nice. and transmissions i mean i always remember your logo mm -hmm. was with a tranny yeah, yeah. back in the day when everybody was running power glides where you build power glides and brian a few yeah you know, and typically you know, they're they're designed to fail, though. Uh, well, you know, I had a few of those that were designed to fail. So, uh, let's see. Deb Spies said, "I met the Gotti's about eight to nine years old, or eight to nine years ago. My husband has known them. Emily talked about the Crownovers being a super nice family, and how they are close to her heart. Well, that is exactly what how my husband and I feel about the Gotti's. So they are great friends, and we have a lot of fun with them. I mean." What a great testament! Uh, Without you know, uh, you know. At the end of the day, that's that's what you got, Brian. Is Deb's husband Terry Spies? Yeah, is Danny Kessler's uncle. Oh, man. Cool. And me and him very have been cool. friends forever. He actually used to work for me back in the early '80s when I all right my first Gaudi Motor business started. Very cool. Putting the puzzle no, no together. Terry a long time. Great yeah. dude. All right. Yeah. So, M, the future for you. Uh, stick to the American Iron Racing Series. Do you ever think you'll get back into Know, the IMCA stock car, uh, out, Outlaw Street stock, uh, any IMCA, of that stuff? IMCA stock car is something I've always wanted to try. And every year when I go to Boone, I sit in the stands oh my for God. Super Nationals. I'm like, yes. I'm going to do this someday. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet, but we'll see when the kids get a little bit bigger, maybe not yeah. such a handful. All right. Now, what about a favorite racetrack? Do you have a favorite track you like going to? Or, I mean, I love I'm, Boone. 
I, I've never raced at Boone. I love going there to watch. I tell you what, I had a really good time at Dubuque a couple weeks ago. And sure. I've, I've only been there twice now. But, I mean, I love East Moline. I love Davenport. Yeah. So there's, there's a – I can't narrow it down to one. Yeah. Anytime a racetrack shutters its doors, I'm sad. Right. So people out there that are listening right sure. now, you know, support your local racetrack. Get out there, go to the races. I mean, it's a cheap night of entertainment. That's you right. know, Davenport Speedway, we're always running specials over there. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, $2 beers, $3 That's hot right. dogs, yeah. or the other way around. But I know we were selling a lot of beer and hot dogs that night. Well, we're, we're able to get out in a safe environment, especially as, as society's coming out of COVID. You know, we get out, we're able to do something, get sure. some live entertainment. It's still safe. Plus, it's something that the kids can enjoy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just all around good entertainment. Okay. Now, Brian, why do you think that uh, it really is a family sport, racing? Because, you know, we talked about Pat's yeah. family, my family, your family, Berkey's family, uh, you know, the Webb brothers racing, Gary Webb, Ray Gus, and his family, uh, Mom, Margaret, Kai's, grandmother. Simpsons, I mean, it's, yeah. you name why it, are so Dirks. many families attracted to this? Because is it that so many people can easily get involved or? I would guess so. I don't know. My dad was a natural, I okay. guess, and him and my uncle Leroy. Yeah, they were the instrumental in the five hundred one car. And oh yeah, I don't know. It just rubs off on you. All right. And then it rubbed off on Emily. And I got to tell yeah. a story. Yes, let's we hear it. Started I love stories. Watching races at East Moline. What year was that, Emily? Oh man, that was. You were not old enough to drive. It wasn't I want to say oh five, maybe oh six. Yeah, probably. So she would have been what, 12, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. We decided we we need to do something on Sundays because Bart didn't race on Sundays. Okay. He, we, we ran Friday, Saturday, and he he was doing other things on Sundays. Okay. So we decided to go watch East Moline racing. All right. You were the announcer, if yeah. I do believe. Yeah, I was up there for a few years. And we right. enjoyed it so much, and. We started sitting in corner four, yeah, up there with with all the crowd. Who, oh I yeah, Mr. rowdy crowd, Mr. Chuck Hanna. That's right, Mr. The Rich rowdies Nor like Chuck Hanna, Rich right. Nordholm, and and geez, we, oh, we just Rich, had a blast. Come on. We had a blast. Oh we? my gosh! And uh, Emily would always come along, and she was a tag along, you know. Yeah. And she would tease Chuck and put peanuts in his hair. No, no, he was, <laughs> he was the one putting peanuts. You could not sit in front of Chuck Hanna if he was eating peanuts. Oh. You'd walk around with a couple shells on your yeah. head. Ah, that's funny. And we had a good old time. But Emily yeah. would always sit there and poke me, and she'd say, you know, Dad, I'm going to race here someday. Oh, man. And I'd always I say, well, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> and her mother thought, no way. Yeah. But, man. And then as time went on. At that time, when she decided she was capable of racing there, yeah, you were the yeah. promoter of that track. You yeah, I remember that, Brian. And you were so kind to us yeah. and guided us and welcomed us. I, I got to tell you, Brian, uh, you know, I first helped out out at Verneville Bluegrass. And so, you know, we were, in, we were able to build a new concession building. We covered the grandstands. We bought all the seats. Those were, were from the Denver Broncos Stadium when they remodeled that we brought in the seats with the backs. And I always said, wherever I go, whatever I do, I want to be able to leave and say, hey, I'm leaving a place a little better than when I was there. When we were at the Rock Island County Fairgrounds, we got a grant for 35000 to paint the bleachers. We, uh, uh, over across the street at United Township High School, they were putting all new lighting in their gymnasium, and we got them. They just donated all those mercury vapor lights, which all we had inside the grandstands were 200 watt bulbs that were put in in 1959 little metal hood so we were able to upgrade that we painted the whole inside of the building we roofed uh, the buildings uh, the concession area put new countertops in the concession up front and down the pits uh, bought new coolers I mean we at the end of the day I said man I want to leave this place a better place than when I walked into it Certainly and uh, and so I feel good about that Certainly. And, and I just say hey you know uh, I look at that track now, and, and you know, I know Jeff Peterson's just given it 110 percent. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, he raced when they had rain and shouldn't have raced. But I thought, man, my hat's off to that guy. He's out there on the greater at intermission, trying to clean the track up. So, you know, my hat's off to all them guys. And like I say, anytime a track closes around here, 
it doesn't, you know, it's not good for dirt track racing. So my wife still remembers the time when she suggested to you that you put hooks in the bathroom and the women's right for the purses. Yeah. I remember that. And then the next week you did it. You know, she she thought that was so cool. I had a guy that was a retired (laughs) Korean war vet and he just needed a little extra money to make it. So I give him a job over there and he would scrub them bathrooms every week. And, you know, we epoxied the floors, but you get a lot of traffic in there. And uh, if it needed a fresh coat of paint, I mean, he painted them floors probably two, three times that race season. But he put the urinal cakes in all the urinals. I mean, all these little touches. And when Cork said, hey, put some, uh, you know, hooks in there, we put the hooks up. But, uh, you know, we we had to live within a budget. And we had certain things we could do. And, of course, it was a lot cheaper putting coat hooks in there than it was putting in all new lighting because we had to have uh, union electricians come in and put in all the lighting. But we we had had a lot of fun up there. You guys uh, supported us. Uh, and, you know, the only thing you can do is you just give life your best. That's, that's right. You give it. And that's right. That's give all 100%. I can do. I can give my best. Do you remember the most sage advice you gave one night down in the driver's meeting? She Go knows ahead. what I'm talking about. Yeah. You remember one night? I, I, I gave a speech. You did. And I had. And you were fired up. And it was a speech from the heart. And it was. And I remember, uh, you know, you and M uh, coming up and saying, hey, they needed to hear that. And that was, you know, a good speech. And Words of wisdom by Shane. There you go. That's right. Stop taking your sixth place car and trying to hit win. people will do it and I mean I lived it you know when I was driving I would say to myself you know I was always honest and Dan Norton owned the Modifieds won a lot of races and and I'd come in we'd get second or third and Dan would say hey Shane uh, you know what was wrong tonight nothing was wrong tonight given the track conditions our setup all that stuff we had a third place car and I could have banged on the two guys in front of me and made it a first place car but you know we were running IMCA Modified was so cheap back then we were running uh you know, five, six, seven days a week. One time during the season in 87, we ran 14 shows in 13 days. Wow. Yeah, and we were at Mason City, Iowa at a day show Sunday, and we'd come back to round out our 14th uh, show Sunday night at East Moline. So, uh, you, you know, you just try to, like I say, don't, don't try to take your sixth-place car and run people over because we need cars. It doesn't pay anybody when you tear them up, take them home alive. And That's I used right. to look at cars like uh, – uh, John Bull would be an example. That guy took that car home alive every night. That thing looked like he just rolled it out of the trailer, and you admire people like that. Yeah. And, and you know, you Doug had your Crampton. drivers. Doug Crampton was That's another right. one. And I told Doug that. You know, and I meant it from my heart. Man, when you roll that thing back in the box at the end of the night, it still looks beautiful. Yeah. You know, you're not out there tearing that thing up. Words of wisdom from Shane Davis. And there they were you great. Go. That burned into my brain, and it's still there. Yeah. All right. So true. It is, Brian. You just... And, and don't feel bad about it. You know, uh, uh, you know when you talk about guys like Brandon Shepard, you know, there's, you know, he struggled this year. And he just kept, you know, fighting and, right. boom, got a win over the That's weekend. Right. Yep. Sometimes, you know, you can do all the right things and yep. Yep. you're still, you know, not going to win the feature. It's right. just the way it is. Uh, Tim Crownover just put a post up there. Yeah. TC's a big Ayers fan, loves seeing the old classic racing. And you can buy TC's kettle corn at any high V. In Illinois. Right. Illinois side of the river. I love yeah. that. And it's worth the trip over there just to get it. That's right. You know what you need to do? Sure. Become a friend of Tim Crownover's on Facebook, and he'll let you know when he's cooking up the fresh stuff. <laughs> All right? You're making me hungry. Yeah, I know. You're making me hungry. All right. We ran a little over, but I had a lot of fun. It's 10 after. Brian, thanks for uh, coming on and talking about the American Iron Racing Series. Appreciate and it. And just stuff. Emily, it's always a pleasure seeing you, and thanks for coming on the show, and we enjoyed having you. We had a good time tonight. How about you, uh, Pat? Uh, You know, it's a great time as always. Thank you guys for being a guest. Uh, Time flies, but, uh, yeah, thanks for coming and joining and sharing some stories with us. All right. Well, God bless all you great race fans out there, and we'll see you next Monday night, 7 o'clock, on our True Grit podcast. Good night.